Hi, I'm Coach Nikki, and welcome to the Business 101 Show podcast. This is where we cut up the show, we remove the songs out of it, but we leave everything else in so you can still have the radio type experience. I hope you enjoy. FM management wish to advise that the opinions and comments stated on this program are not to be considered as endorsed by Radio Logan Incorporated. The following business program is general in nature and designed as entertainment. It should not be considered advice. Monday night and you know what that means. It's time for the Business 101 Show. Introducing Coach Nicky. Here's your host, Coach Nikki. Logan 101's very own Mal West. Very good evening. Welcome to the Business 101 show. I'm Mal West, joined in the studio with Coach Nikki. Good evening, Coach Nikki. G'day, Malcolm. How are you? And also uh, the lovely Kerry Saverin. G'day, how are you? Good. Back. Good to be back. Back in the chair. Back in the chair, missed you last week. Did you? Oh, that's nice. There was a big show last week. Yeah, it Had was. Some great guests. Councillor Theresa Lane was good. Co hosted by Stuart Fleming. It's yeah. great to listen to. Did you catch up on the podcast? I did, I did. Listen to it all. So tonight we've got a fangirl moment for me. So we've got uh, Andrew Griffiths coming in. So I love seeing someone who's excited about talking to somebody, like because you just deeply I was, respect I Andrew did. Yeah, I do. I really do. Now, for those of you who don't know who Andrew Griffiths is, you must have been living under a rock like myself because when you start looking at who he is and you research him, you find out quite quickly he's Australia's number one business author with 14 business books. Uh, He's published in over 60-odd countries in the world and has advised everyone from small businesses to the European Union. So he was a cracking guest. We had an an hour conversation with him. We could have gone for two. Could have gone for two, uh, and he's agreed to come back to talk on specific topics. So I tell you, that was interesting. Well, that's a coup. It is a coup. It's amazing who you meet. And I was saying to Kerry, I wonder whether if it wasn't COVID, you know, and if, if people went digital and borders, I wonder whether we'd still get some access to some of the high quality caliber of people that we can, because given that everyone's at home and happy to have a digital discussion. Yeah, I agree. I think it's certainly moved everything forward. So, yeah, it's great. cool, eh? Yeah. So that'll be really, really good. Look, let's open with what are you grateful for? Normally it's a Kerry, uh, Kerry segment, <laughs> but is. I've changed it tonight. Uh, Malcolm, what are you grateful for today? I'm grateful uh, to get the opportunity to get away and do some work. With, uh, with everything that's been happening, uh, you know, with the cases, with the COVID and things like that, and there was, uh, was uh, sort of a, an intense sort of a, a weekend as to... The ne- I kept saying the next 24 hours, the 48 hours to see what's going to happen. So just thankful that everything has settled down. Mel's due to travel tomorrow to do some work in Bundaberg, for those that don't know. That's why he was Saturday on edge when we thought we were all going into lockdown. Yeah, so we're looking forward to get, getting away, getting up uh, to beautiful area of uh, Queensland, Bundy. Bundy on. Well, safe travels tomorrow, mate. Thank you. It'll be a nice drive up there. Kerry, what are you grateful for? Oh, grateful to have spent the day last Friday at the Benley State High School Paddocked Plate. Just the with, day? The day was... it was 2 a.m. is technically <laughs> a day, but that's Saturday. It was a big day, but I always enjoy it. And, I, you know, it, that's one of the events I get to surround myself with real quality people that I enjoy to spend time with. I love it. That's when I was getting up to come in to breakfast on Saturday morning. <laughs> Apparently the party yes. kicked on till 2 a.m., so some very good networking. Kerry takes networking very seriously. I do, I do. I'm impressed with that. I'm committed. You are. What am I grateful for? I'm grateful that this week's a new week and that uh, looking back on last week, I was, you know, I had a, I had a tough week last week and this is a new week and away we go again. So really just the whole thing of, you know, time marches on. I'm actually grateful for that. 
Mm. Opportunity is everywhere. Time for your uh, segment. Yeah, news of the week. And like last week, I gave up on news of the week because it was all just the same news. But this week, it's sort of the same vein. But there's a couple of things that sprang out at me. Number one, on the My City Logan uh, paper last week, uh, Logan vaccinations are 20% lower than the state average. Now, I know that we've also had uh, new sites, uh, vac sites start this week. Uh, in Logan, so hopefully we can get our vaccination rates up. So if you're in the city of Logan, um, and if you're inclined to do so, please go and get your vaccination because that is what the Premier is saying and really that is one of the only ways out of uncertainty at this stage in the game. Of course, it's a very vexed issue, vaccinate or not to vaccinate. I've been asked by business leaders whether where I stand on the issue and I stand that you have the right not to vaccinate, but you also have the right to vaccinate. And of course, I'm doubly vaxxed, I'm fully vaxxed now. So, but I also support people's rights if they don't want to vaccinate. That's up to them. So in Australia, you get to choose. Uh, but again, choices come with consequences. So as long as we also have to uh, accept that. Something interesting in the paper in the business uh, section of the Australian Weekend, it was talking about Microsoft, talking about how COVID has changed the work environment. And Microsoft actually on-ramped something like 25,000 new workers during the COVID period. And they had about 150,000 to begin with. So a big increase in the workforce and the numbers that they're talking about. And one thing that really struck me um, was this, and I'll read it verbatim. Microsoft found that the role of the manager became even more important in hybrid work and in COVID. The whole story goes on to talk about that the role of a manager when you are working digitally with a team uh, becomes even more important for the team to feel connected to the company and how they are valued by the company is directly verbalised by the manager. Now, I know a lot of our, our listeners are single operators, mm. but there are also some that have teams. Um, so the management roles in teams becomes even more important. And I've experienced that with my offshore team during the COVID stint. So I just thought it was really interesting that a big giant like Microsoft has actually come out and said, it's the soft people skills that are winning the race, even though you need technology yeah. back end. So I thought that was a really interesting bit of news as well. Um, of course, more liability talk about what happens if staff catch COVID at work and if your workplace doesn't have a you must get vaccinated mandate. Look, it's up for the lawyers and the legal legals to sort that one out. I know we as a company have taken the view that we will have robust discussions with our team, let it be known um, what we're doing and why we're doing it and we support them to make their own decisions and of course they should feel safe at work. So, But it is something that's not going to go away and it's going to get more complex before it gets uh, clarified I believe. Yeah, At the absolutely. moment, the government's handballed it onto us as small businesses to, you know, have a crack. Good luck with it. But I'm going to handball it back to the government and say, well, actually, you guys have to make a decision on this because this is bigger than me as a business owner. Mm. That's the news this week. Not a lot in it that grabbed me, but that's what I think is relevant to you, my good business tribe peeps. Awesome. Well, as I said, I had the opportunity to listen to the podcast last week. It was a fantastic show. But what was the one thing that you had to do from last week? Do you, you remember? Know, I can't actually remember. <laughs> How bad is that? We need to be more organised for this part. No, no, I'm just saying. It's like, because I thought back on it and I thought there was a few things last week uh, and I wonder whether, so let's, again, this is a live learning lab, right? So I, I cannot remember the one thing that we got left with last week. And yeah, I meant to listen back to the podcast. But I, I often wonder, I'm supposed to know better because of all the strategy and theories that I have, right? But if you look at last week, because I got, remember I got live coaching on air from Coach Stewart. Because yeah, I said awesome. to him, why is it, you know, why is it, um, how is it that I can switch, etc.? Um, and I've just remembered what the one thing is. So there you go. <laughs> the mindset that you have to adopt, and my wife actually said this too. She goes, was it a bad day or a bad week or was it a bad five minutes? 
It's actually a Nickyism, but merely throw it back at me. Did you drag it out to be a week? Uh, well, yeah, in my mind, if you said to me, how was last week? I actually will say to you, oh, yeah, I had a tough week last week. That's actually rubbish. Had a tough Monday for about two hours, and the rest of the week was okay. It's funny how we sort of play that. I had the whole sympathetic woe is me angle going on. What's what's up with that? <laughs> do you guys ever get in, Do you guys ever get in that headspace where I'm just wondering? I'm interested in the psyche of like we always are hyper. So high performing people, where you've got people looking up to you, you're always setting the tone, you're always being positive, you're always this is what we're going to do. I just wonder whether it's normal for everyone to crack a sad every now and then. Yes, it is. Do you reckon? I mean, we're all yes. human, right? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So anyway, that's just what I was thinking. The one thing that we had to work on was your why um, and knowing that your why could be different for each individual thing that you take on. It was actually Coach Stewart's point of uh, bringing up and what we had to think about. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you should know why you do your business, what drives you, what motivates you. So just a quick recap. If your why is to make more money, then you'd probably look at taking on multi-sites and growing a big workforce and turning over money. But if your why is time with the family, then you're not going to set out to grow a multi-site presence you know with umpteen staff and an endless pursuit of revenue you're actually going to cap it and cater to your lifestyle one thing Stuart challenged me with last week was well if you've got a couple of different businesses or even if you think of it this way you say you're a mechanic and you've got a mechanics business say you've got a relationship and say you've got um, a secretary position at one of the local sporting clubs your why in each one of those key roles in your life could actually be different and aligned to that part of your life Mm. So your wife are doing the business as a mechanic could be completely different from why you're doing the secretary at the sporting club. It was really interesting to hear Stuart say about having multiple whys. Like, why do you need to have just one? Because I think the majority of us have always thought about the why as being just the one thing. Well, you saw it on my face. Yes. I, I was like, this is what? I thought the why was one thing. Because, you know, start with why Simon Sinek, yeah. one of my favorite books. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, you'll hear me say a lot on the show that you've got to be in tune with what's your why. I know, Kerry, you were saying in your business, the Altitude um, business, that you'd reassessed what you were doing and you've just gone through a bit of a rejig, a rebrand, a sort of refocus. Well, it, it all came from when we had the discussion about being more authentically you. And essentially, we looked across our website and what we were doing, and I'm like, really, is this authentically us? So, and also ties in with the why, as you know, why did we get started in the first place? We sort of got a little bit lost with COVID because we had to sort of pivot and change a few things. Mm -hmm. But you know, it's important that we bring it back. So we had our rebranding shoot on Saturday. So look forward to the big upgrade of the website and everything that we're doing. Good on you. I mean, Andrew Griffiths touches on this too. It was funny in our chat, he talked exactly about this as well and about not just blending into the crowd and we've got to grab at that later. So mm. yeah, really interesting stuff. All right, that's pretty good. So that is pretty much the news that you need to know and the recap from last week's The One Thing. And if people want to SMS us a question, they can do that on 429 558 That's 429 558101 if you would uh, like to SMS a question to us. It also works for the podcast uh, listeners as well. So this time of the uh, night, Kerry, what's on in Logan? What's on in Logan? You know, well, I had a little bit of a look and as you guys might know, you can go to our website at uh, business101show.com.au, click the what's on in Logan tab and add any of your events that you've got coming up. So the uh, one thing that's in there this week is um, at the Aussie Pet Collective. We've got a live uh, coming across there too. So Yes, we're actually doing an outside broadcast there this coming Saturday from 9am through until one. 
Uh, Nathan Kidd will be there, one of the uh, great announcers here from 101FM. So they're located at 3377 Pacific Highway in Slacks Creek. It's an unusual concept of a store. Now, Nikki's familiar oh, with... Oh, I love this business. We've interviewed them on the show, Desley yeah. and her husband. I'm going to have to go check got it over, out. Um, I think it was 30 individual retailers of pet products. They're up near 50 now. 50? My apologies. Yeah, no, it's amazing. Uh, and it's like a, it's a true co-op collective. Uh, and if ever you thought about the whole village concept of them running a business with um, you know the, the centralised sort of tribal council and the elder, and it's just it's a cracking business and a good a good news local story and it's for pets. It's Australian made. Like it's just everything's good about it. <laughs> Everything about it is and good. They do a lot for local charities and and mm. on the day this coming uh, Saturday, it's a Staffy Rescue it, Day, yeah, isn't it? Queensland Staffy yep. and Amstaff uh, Rescue Organisation. So they'll they'll fundraise for that. There's a uh, monthly raffle that they do, and all her little businesses they all put in for the raffle. Wow. And and then they raise money. They've raised a lot of money for local charities, and Such they're very a great supportive. Concept. Yeah. Now I don't want to take away from the goodness, but just again, live learning lab. So if you're a business, you've got to be attuned to your why, because Desley does not just go out and say I sell pet products. Mm. Desley has a deliberate strategy to embrace different pet breeds, to assist and support, yep. genuinely support those causes. But then sp- comes back around to it does fit into the business model and the culture that they've built. So none of that is by accident. It is through really good planning, great execution. Authenticity is important because they're not just doing it to convert sales. Because you, you have a five-minute conversation with them and you can see they live, eat, breathe this stuff. It's the real deal. It's to their core. It's not just some corporate branding speak. And we should get them, get them back in for yeah, good idea. with Let's an update. Up. Yeah, it's I been a few months. Idea. It'll be good. So, awesome. Don't you hate when you blank on names? Disley and Jeff. Disley and John. Jeff. I'm so Jeff. sorry. It's Jeff. Yeah. Great couple. So there you go. It doesn't happen by accident. It happens by good planning and what your why is. You're listening to The Business 101 Show, Monday nights uh, between 6 and 7. Uh, Coach Nikki and Kerry Saverin in the studio with us. Welcome along. We're just having a chat with our Facebook Live listeners. Uh, so if you have the capacity, feel free to jump on there and you can ask questions and comments there. If you listen to the, us on the wireless, then uh, stay tuned loud and live. Right I mentioned before the, uh, the break our SMS number, which is 0429 Well... Andre has got back in touch with us. Did Andre uh, say where he was from? Uh, no, it just says Andre. Okay. He wanted to know, how can I get my website working better for my business? I don't have a big budget. That is uh, a, in the marketplace uh, in a lot of small businesses. Yeah, look, I think probably the the statement of not having a big budget is different for every person, what that big budget is. But you can certainly uh, look into having a, a, a one-pager it used to be, remember, it used to be like the more pages you had, the better it was. Yep. Nowadays, it's really gone too because we're on mobile phones and we're scrolling. So people think they need to have 10 pages of a website. So they call a web developer and go, hey, I want a website with 10 pages. And they go, oh, okay, that's going to cost you X. Really, today, you need all the information on one page that's a scroll through. Easy for people to get to, a couple of buttons if they need to go to another page. You can do it all uh, relatively easy on one page. So that would be my advice to just go look at the one pager, get some information out there. And if you can't afford to have your own website, either you know you can't build it yourself or you can't have somebody build it for you, and you've got a Facebook page, you can send your Google to your Facebook page and you can utilise that a little That's bit That's what I was going to well. say. Not knowing the business, it's, if you send us a SMS, don't be afraid to, to say your business name because we'll give you a plug as well. Uh, not knowing the business, if, if you want to increase 
your website, I'd, I'd want to understand a bit more about it because the question would be, do you need a website? You could possibly run off Facebook. You could possibly go much deeper and better, say, on your socials and then tap in a standalone website behind it. So again, uh, Southside, we started with socials, no website. Just a, So we had a website, but it was like, who are we and what do we do? But that was it. It was like a catalogue. And then we chucked a Shopify store behind it because we worked out that people actually want to transact. Mm. And that's a one-page scroll through. Yep. Um, and that's you know, added another $1,000 a week in revenue yep, just by nice putting that up. So if you want to get more business out of your website, I think it's it's understanding what your industry is, where your where your customers are, and what they want to, want to do with you. That's good. Thanks, coaches. Yeah, awesome. As we're going to move forward. Are you ready for this week's business hot seat? In five, in five, four, four, three, three, two, two, one, one. Griffiths, what's the one thing that a, a mechanic, a milk bar owner, a Chinese restaurant owner, an, a, a mobile bookkeeper, what's the one thing they could do or that they should do after listening to this conversation today that could really mm-hmm. give them some dividends? I, I, I think that they really have to make that shift from transactions to experiences. They've got to look at every single part of their business and say, how do we make an extraordinary experience out of someone bringing their car in to get it repaired, someone picking up takeaway Chinese food, you know, doing end-of-year tax, getting your teeth drilled, whatever it might be. How, How do we really offer the best experience that we possibly can. That, to me, is, is, a, is a fabulous place to start. The second thing that comes off the back of that that I would say here is that you really also, you've got to learn to tell great stories in your business these days. You know, you've got to tell the story of everything, of, you know, your origin story of who you are, why you do what you do, your people, your customers, your products, your services. Uh, I, I mean, I know we hear a lot about storytelling at the moment, but still people do it badly. You know, if you go to 50 accountant websites, they all say the same thing. You go to 50 legal websites, they all say the same thing. You go to a lawyer's website, they'll tell you they do law. You know, who, what, what a surprise. You go to an accountant's <laughs> website, they'll tell you, we do tax. Exactly, right? You go to a mortgage broker's site, what do they tell you? They can lend your money, find your money. I mean, Amazing. Pe- people are much smarter than that these days. Start treating people like they're smarter. You know, if all we do is, and this is, to me, probably the biggest mistake in business these days from a marketing point of view is that we're still really, really good at saying how we're exactly the same as our competitors as opposed to how we're really different. Mm. And every financial planning website says the opening line is, we're different and you can trust us. (laughs) Everyone. And I know this because... I've had to speak at conferences for all of these kinds of people, and I always do all my research, I'm, and I'll check out the top 20 or 30 websites on Google for uh, for accountants or lawyers or whatever it is. And I just laugh. I tell them, all, you know, all you guys do is you can just change the, the banner, the company name at the top of the page. Everything else stays the same. Every financial planning website's got a picture of two, a couple of white hands shaking with the end of a suit, and, and there'll be two two grandparents walking a little child, their grandchild, down a beach, a park, or on a swing. You know, it's a, it, we, 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 t- we go to great lengths to tell everyone how we're exactly the same. Become a master of telling people how you're exactly different. You know, like, really go out of the way to do that. If you can do that, whether it's in your service, in your products, in the way that you think, in the way that you act, um, we live in a world that rewards difference. And, you know, conformity is the enemy in business, in my view. Now, of course, that was Andrew Griffiths. 
Now, if you don't know who Andrew Griffiths is, he was our special guest for the bonus interview that will be available tomorrow via the Facebook page. He's an entrepreneurial futurist. He specialises in helping entrepreneurs and business owners future-proof themselves. He wrote 14 books sold in over 65 countries. He's given over 750 keynotes, workshops and presentations. And he's sought after not only to present to SMEs, but also to global organisations, like I said at the start of the show, like the European Union. So he's, he's a dead set legend. Now he talked about, Kerry, you've got to get better at telling stories as a business owner. You have to be different and you have to become a master at. You have to become, what did he say, have, become a master at how to tell people that you're different. Exactly. Is that, yeah, yeah telling people really that Really highlighting different. your point of difference. And he gave that funny analogy. And if you listen to the, the bonus interview, you'll hear some f- more choice words coming from everybody around this. <sighs> um, you know, you, you go to the same accountant's website or financial planners or they all say the same thing with the same four stock images and trust us, you, we can help you grow your nest egg, look after your grandchildren. I mean, there was a couple of key things for me, obviously. Uh, I'm a big fan anyway, but, uh, you know, we end up with the customers we deserve was a key quote from him today. Uh, Now, just think about that for a minute. You end up with the customers that you deserve. If you have a dislike of your customers in your business right now, then that's on you because what that means is you've actually got to identify who your ideal customer is and then you have to attract more of those ideal customers. Now, finding out who your ideal customer is is not that easy for people, I've found. And that's where a good coach can actually come in and help you identify who that is. So if you've tried to do it or you can't do it, get hold of a business coach to actually give you an hour of their time, pay for an hour of their time, and then they can help you identify that in an hour on who their ideal client is. Because if you don't know who you're shooting for, that could be quite confronting. You may just think, well, I service anyone with a car. I love talking about mechanics. But that's not the case. No. It gets down to what personality type, what is it, what's your why, all those things. And so. sometimes when you first start out, you have this idea, because this is, you know, marketing 101, isn't it? Who's your ideal customer? Yeah. Sometimes you think you know who your ideal customer is, and then you start doing business and you go, oh, hang on a second, that's actually not my ideal customer. And you need to sort of refresh it and relook at it again and make sure that all of your branding is in line and everything that you're doing and putting out there is actually speaking to that customer. So much information in that bonus interview. Yeah, now we're going to bring out just a one-liner from him for the Coach's Corner and we'll talk more about that one-liner down further the show. But I tell you what, if there's only one podcast you listen to this year and one interview, all the guests have been great. But if you're in business and you're serious about it, if you listen to that 60-minute bonus special that's hitting tomorrow, you'll have the answer on how to be different and where to go even now in COVID because the future is here. Like It's a dead set winner. I really love that bonus interview. Can't recommend it whole enough. Okay, time for our Nickyism. It's time for this week's Nickyism. Yo, a Nicky what? What's a Nickyism? Nickyism, a strategy and/or saying that Nicky says, which when used will get you ahead faster. Hey, Coach Nicky, what's it gonna be? You've heard me say before, there's no money in the middle. Well, I'm going to say it to you again, there is no money in the middle. The chain of thought follows along what Andrew's touched on uh, this week, and that is if you're advertising a product or service, you've actually got to pitch it to your ideal client in a way that doesn't get lost with the white noise of everybody else. Now, I know what I'm saying sounds like that sounds like a really hard task. Well, it is, but that's you have to be very clear on you can't play the safe game anymore. You have to speak directly to your audience and you have to really understand who your audience is so you can talk into the niche of your audience. Now remember I always say make sure you talk about the benefits to your audience not about the features of what you do. 
So if you know what the benefits of what you bring to your audience, to your customer, if you know who your customer is, you then have to position all of that. So once you've worked all that out, you then have to position that in a way so that doesn't get lost in the white noise. Mm. Now, really hard stuff to do. So if you don't have a clear vision on who your ideal client is or who your ideal customer is, like we were talking about just before, yep. then you're going to struggle to identify who the client is. That will actually make it a lot harder for you to work out what benefit you bring to them because mm. it is client-specific as a group uh, or a typeset. And you're then not going to be able to go, well, hang on, how do I not sound like every other mechanic that's advertising or every other flower wholesale that's advertising for florists or things like that? You've actually got to be willing, push the envelope. And if you imagine, like I'm holding my hands left to right about shoulder width, on the left-hand side is the fringe, and that's where you're batshit. And on the, on the right-hand side, that's where you're crazy. So in the middle, that's where you can't be. Now, you can't go past the left and the right hand, but you can't be in the middle. So you have to make sure you're off-center enough so that your uh, group recognizes what you do, but you cannot be way out in the fringes because you'll just be seen as, uh, as a crazy person and your message is going to get completely lost. Can I ask a question on that? Because mm. obviously a lot of people get confused with the difference between features and benefits mm-hmm. and, and the difference between the two. For me... I always look at a benefit is something that it, it evokes a bit of emotion in me because it's nearly like an aha moment. Like mm-hmm. you, when someone reads it, they go, oh, yeah, like I could do with that or that's great. But what's your interpretation of the difference between features yeah, and benefits? Yeah, so important, right? So let's try and make it specific to you. Friday night, you had a great time. Yes. Um, if I said to you, look, I've got this app where you could actually um, book you could go and you could type a car, could come to your location and could then um, drive you to your drop-off point and then tell you how much your fare was. Um, it could just take the money off your credit card. Um, you would think, okay, well, obviously I'm talking about Uber. Yep. Um, so you think, okay, well, that's really good. Um, fa- that's a good feature, right? Yeah. Better way of selling that to you is to go, you know what, Kerry? I've got the perfect solution for you. You can go and live your life as loud or as, as you want it and I'll make sure that at the end of the night... You actually get home safe and sound at a time that suits you, at a cost that you know what's going to cost you, and at a time where you can tell someone they can track you and you arrive home magically. Perfect. That was average, right, the way I put that. But the benefit of an Uber versus the feature of an Uber. So, again, a mechanic. Do you, it's right. I know you know what I'm talking about. Yep. So, features yep. and benefit. It's really important because people get sucked into going, oh, we're going to change your spark plugs and do your oil filter and do your air filter. And your, no one cares. But if you say, you know what, Kerry, once your car's left us, you're never going to break down on the side of the road until your next service. Make sure you keep it up. Features and benefits. Always talk about benefits. So there's no money in the middle. There you go. (laughs) Thanks very much. You're listening to the Business 101 show on Logan City's number one, 101 FM. Coaches Corner. How, How do we really offer the best experience that we possibly can how do you really offer the best experience that you possibly can we asked andrew griffiths don't confuse him with andy griffiths the child author andrew griffiths the business author um he was saying that what's going to win it for business because we asked him if business could do one thing what is it that they should do and he goes focus in on what experience does your business bring because that is what will win the customer right now and that is what we're going to make coaches corner this evening we talked about remember in the old days how we used to love service you'd pull Mm. up at the servo yep they'd fill your car wash your windscreen happy days right everything worked and then we got futuristic and then wages went up and then we went okay you know got to move on so now you can pump your own gas and they're still charging us exorbitant prices so the service dropped 
profit goes up, uh, service level goes down. Andy's Andrew's idea is that you really have to create an experience. It doesn't matter whether you're a mechanic, um, a Chinese you know, food shop owner, a florist, a business coach, an accountant, a thermal scanner. It's about what experience you create for your customers. So let's workshop that for just quickly. How do you, th- what do you th- put this into a practical sort of thing? What do you think this means? So if you're a mechanic, how can you create an experience that sets you apart from another mechanic? Just brainstorm off the top of your head. What do you reckon? Don't leave grease on the seat. Yeah, so a clean marks. car? Yeah, at the end of clean it. Clean car, absolutely. What's the one thing that's the most annoying thing around a service for your car? It's getting it there and getting it back, isn't it? True. Yeah. If you were a mechanic and you picked up my car and dropped off my car, you could basically ring me and tell me when you're going to do it. You could ring and say, Nikki, uh, tomorrow's good for you. We're going to come and get your car and look after it and bring it back. Dude, tomorrow's great. I wouldn't even ask you what the price is. Seriously, I mean, if an if average mechanic's price is what? I think it's $75 an hour or something. That's what I got in my head. You could charge me $100 an hour. I wouldn't bat an eyelid. Your not time is more valuable. Yeah, it's not because I'm loaded. It's just because, well, it, you've just solved a problem for me. Like yeah. you've just, yeah. that is my biggest problem. It's getting it to and from. Now I've got Uber. So why is it still a problem? Because mentally I've got to go do more stuff in my day. Yeah. That's why mobile mechanics are a big thing. Well, I mean, mm. they're creating the experience in doing that, aren't they? And it, what's that saying? There's a saying that's like, you know, they'll remember the experience long after they remember the price or something along those lines. So, or they'll remember how you make them feel. And that comes from an experience. So, you know, them turning up and taking your car and, you know, even leaving you with a car that you could use if you need to during that time. There's a few um, dealerships that have been advertising that. There you go. Well, why wouldn't you? I mean, it's the same thing. The Walt Disney Animators, they were tasked with, if you can move the audience to the point where they emote emotion, i.e. cry or laugh, then you've achieved what you set out to achieve. Why? Because that's about creating a feeling through an experience, right? So you might go, well, that's great, Nikki. That's Walt Disney. Yeah, but again, if you're a mechanic, a Chinese shop owner, a hamburger joint, a kebab shop, don't get me started on kebabs, a pizza shop, an accountant, like imagine if you had a bookkeeper. So, okay, let's talk about a harder one. If you're a bookkeeper, how do you create an experience as a bookkeeper? I think it would be somebody who makes the process of getting the documents that I need less onerous and more timely. So it might be the support that they have or it might be the reminders that they give me or it might be changing the address, the mailing address and setting up a group email address depending on how the forms come. Just making the process easy because sometimes even when you have a bookkeeper and they take over, you've still got to scan documents and get them in or, you know, give them... If a bookkeeper for a cafe yes. came and said, because I'm just thinking Satchel back to bags. my cafe's Satchel day. Bags. Yeah, well, I mean, even back to my cafe days, our receipts were from Coles. So it wasn't like they were emailed to us. So you'd have to give all of them to your bookkeeper. Mm. And I used to put them in a plastic bag and rock up to my bookkeeper with a plastic bag. Uh, but, you know, if they were to stop in or supply a satchel where they could overnight satchel, pop them in the mail for $7, it gets delivered the next day, that would just say, you know, save a lot. So if you're a bookkeeper, for nine ninety five, you can get an express uh, delivered door-to-door with a sign. I think yep. it's nine ninety five any satchel parcel. So you give your clients, so every Friday I want you to text this number and have the receipts in the bag. And all I want you to do is just text this number and it will be picked up and they will come to me and I'll make sure it's done for you. That text could go into your office. You could book the pickup with the provider and all of a sudden your client's yours for life because you've provided them with the service that costs you nothing. You've already yeah. built it into your price and there's a great experience for a bookkeeper. And going back to um, you know what Andrew said about 
the accountants and lawyers talking about what they do, that's a real point of difference for you to be able to put on your website mm. and getting that across to, to new business as well. Yeah, so creating experience in your business is the coach's corner today. And I really want you to have a think about how do you create an experience in your business. And I'm, the challenge is it doesn't matter what business you've got. So if you're sitting there going, well, that doesn't work in my business, send us a message and I will solve the problem for you. I will create the experience that you need. So whether you send it on Facebook, whether you SMS it, so if you're sitting there going, nah, that doesn't work for me, put the challenge into us because I'm telling you, every business can create an experience for its client. It doesn't matter what the service or product is. Was that Yoda? No. (laughs) 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 The business jargon of the week. I'm going to choose the business jargon of the week this week, Kerry, because I'm going to save you here. (laughs) The thing that I didn't know when I read this week, it was stagflation. So they're talking a lot about uh, the problem for us now is not inflation, it's stagflation. I'm going, I'm just going to pretend that I know what that means. And I'm going to Google it. And I just did. Persistent high inflation combined with high unemployment and stagnant demand in a country's economy. So they're talking about, obviously, COVID. So we don't have stagnant demand at the moment, but from supply pressures, we are actually going to create a stagnant demand, so we're going to become a victim of our own success because of the pressure on supply chains. So persistent high inflation, the pressure of the pricing and and supply and demand, combined with high unemployment, that's the one I don't really get my head around because everyone's fully employed at the moment, or most people are. Like, it's very hard to fill jobs at the moment Mm. still. So... That is stagflation. If my um, explanation didn't uh, make sense, please Google it, stagflation. But that's something they're all talking about when it comes to COVID supply chains um, and the impact on what's coming around the corner. So there you go, stagflation. So I wanted to have a chat to you all about the uh, series of Andrew Griffith's books that I'm a massive fan of. Mm. So with our uh, book of the week that we would normally talk about, I'm just going to talk about him in general as an author. So 14 books. 14 books. Australia's number one business author. Yeah, yeah. And I think um, for me, they've just been such an easy read. That's why I've been really attracted to them. And he does a lot of the, I mean, this latest one that um, he's done is about pricing, making sure your pricing is being the most expensive, which is a great topic. But he's done a lot of 101 marketing ideas and uh, 101 ways to have a business and a life. And, you know, just to be able to go in and really quickly and easily read them, they kind of, they're kind of written like a blog. You know, we talk about blogs being written like you're having conversation with somebody. Mm. It feels like a conversation and it's really relatable. Really, I mean, in the interview, you saw him, heard him talking and he's uh, really relatable in, in how he sort of talks to people about, about things and he, he comes across the same in his books. Yeah, his newest book is Someone Has to Be the Most Expensive, Why Not Make It You? God, I love that. I just love the idea of, well, someone's got to get paid the most, so that should be you as the business owner. Like, and we're so often the, le- the oh no, I'll pay myself last. Like, how often do you hear that rubbish from a business owner? I'll pay myself last. I've never heard anything more stupid in my life. But I actually subscribed to that for a good part of, you know, 10, 15 years when I first started in business. We're all at the race to the bottom at the start until we actually understand that we actually have some self-worth. And I think that's exactly, I haven't read his book yet. But I think that's exactly what this leans into. So when you read the buy and talking to him, it's like, yeah, okay. Like putting an end to the business owner struggle, challenging your thinking about what you charge, showing why being the cheapest is, without a doubt, the worst business strategy ever. When he was telling us about the book in the bonus interview, he said, and I love this, you'll love this, Mel, cheap people have cheap friends. 
<laughs> yep. <laughs> cheap people have cheap friends. Yeah. So, so it's true. not about cheap. It's about value. It's about providing that service experience and getting the ideal client. So hopefully the show today uh, is it's about being more you. It's about that whole thing of tying and how and showing how it's all tied together to actually get you more money. At the end of the day, this show, why we do it every week is to make you more money. It's as simple as that. So yeah, good book of the week as in the author. Mm. Uh, I'm actually going to go read a few of his books because I didn't know about him until I started researching him and met him and went, right, what a legend. I'm going to mm. read some of those books. Yeah, good on you. The Business 101 Show on Logan City's number one, 101 FM. Coach Nikki and Nick and Kerry Severance. Okay, uh, next week, Holly from LOED's in. So is Shane. He's the legend from Desbit Department Employment, uh, Small Business and Training. If you want free money and you want free labor, next week is the show to listen to. The one thing you've got to work on this week is what's your experience in your business, right? Mm, yep. What's your experience? Everyone's got one. If you can't work it out, send me a message and I'll work it out for you because everyone's got it. That's another show, Malcolm. It is. Thank you very much, Coach Nikki. It's a Thank pleasure. Thank you, Kerry. Thanks Thank for having you. us. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye. You should seek your own independent legal and financial advice before making any decisions about what's right for you. Coach Nikki is a business coach, and any recommendations made during the show should be considered as points of reference only. You are responsible for yourself and your decision. That, that, that was the Business 101 Show with your host, Coach Nikki. Logan 101's very own Mal West. For podcasts and resources, visit our sponsor, CoachNikki.com. Remember what Nikki always says. Version 1 is better than version 9. You've been listening to the Business 101 Show podcast, as heard on Logan City's 101 FM on Monday nights. If you have a question on business, or maybe you'd like to be interviewed on our show, get in touch. Email us, info at business101show.com.au. That's info at business101show.com.au. We're on Instagram and Facebook too. You can find all those details at our website, business101show.com.au.